Welcome to Subject Matter, where we help leaders navigate the tricky waters of building a company. We are shining a light on the subtleties that unlock empathetic communication, letting you build powerful relationships. I'm your host, Ben Bradbury, the founder of Astutely. Let's get started. Building relationships with employees and customers starts with empathetic communication, messages that connect with their heads and hearts. This skill starts with identifying your story's subtlety. A subtlety is a key word or phrase that when your target audience hears it, whether you are trying to sell to a customer, bring in a new talent to your team, connect with investors to raise that next round of funding, it instantly makes them feel understood. And the subtlety is ultimately the catalyst that starts driving action. The problem is it's incredibly hard to see ourselves clearly. If it were easy, then everyone would know their subtlety. That's why the best way to find your story's subtlety is partnering with someone else. And that someone is your sounding board. What is a sounding board then? The sounding board is someone who has your best interests at heart. They cure your curse of knowledge of knowing too much about yourself and not being able to see things clearly by only paying attention to the information that matters. They're an objective observer. They provide a clear perspective by cutting through noisy thoughts and, most importantly, allowing you to identify the subtlety or subtleties in your story. And in fact, our basic biology prevents us from being the best communicators that we can be in a very weird way. And more on that later in the episode. But today we're going to be learning from one opera singer who captured the hearts and heads of her audiences across her career using the hidden power of a sounding board. Superstar soprano Renee Fleming has sold over two million records, won four Grammy Awards, and gained an unlikely following for recording part of the Elvish soundtrack in the third Lord of the Rings film. In 2014, she became the first opera singer to deliver the national anthem at the Super Bowl. But despite these achievements, Fleming's opera success was far from certain. Fleming never knew she'd pursue opera. She grew up outside Rochester, New York, and pursued music education, assuming that she'd follow in her parents' footsteps, who were both music teachers. She was gifted, but certainly not a prodigy. Back in college, Fleming had no idea how to sing and thought she sounded like a buzzing insect, she says. Nevertheless, she persevered. So how did a girl with slightly better than average talent carve out a glittering opera career? Well, the reason why top opera singers like Renee Fleming deliver consistently high performance is that they have voice coaches. Fleming says we refer to them as our outside ears. What we hear as we are singing is not the same as what the audience hears. And this is the role of a sounding board. And this instrumental sounding board for Fleming was her voice teacher, Juilliard faculty member Beverly Peck Johnson. She influenced Fleming for 16 years working by her side. I had the good fortune to have wonderful teachers, Fleming says. It's the key ingredient to any singer's training. Now let's go a layer deeper here. What's the science behind sounding boards and why they work the way that they do? 
Above each of our ears, inside your body, is a little thing called the superior temporal sulcus, or STS for short. And as four-month-old infants, it's how we take in all auditory information. By seven months, it started singling out human voices and heightens activity for voices carrying emotions. So when you've fallen over and you're crying and your parent is coming over to you and saying, oh, that's okay, your STS can hear the emotion in their voice. Now, the other important part of this is that this piece of the brain, the STS, is dedicated to taking in language and reading tone and meaning. However, when we hear ourselves speak, the STS turns off. We're physically unable to listen with the same level of empathy as when we hear others speak. This STS phenomenon also explains why when we are surprised when we receive feedback based on how we said something. And it also explains why when we hear our own audio recordings of our own voice, our voice often sounds unfamiliar and perhaps we're uncomfortable hearing ourselves speak. I know I had to go through quite a few recordings of subject matter before I stopped hitting play on the recording and thinking, oh man, do I really sound like that? That is your STS speaking right there. And this very phenomenon is why sounding boards are essential. We've been hearing ourselves every day of our lives, yet we haven't. We don't hear what others hear. Without sounding boards, we are stuck in the echo chamber of our own thoughts. Now, could Renee Fleming have made it to the highest levels of operatic performance that she did without her coaches? Well, given what we now know about her STS, probably not. She relied on her coach, Beverly Peck Johnson, for 16 years in order to know exactly how her voice came across while singing opera. And just as in the same way, you might not be an opera singer. Well, you might be. I don't know. But what I'd imagine you are is a business leader. And expert communicators and business leaders must do well to remember the principles that we're talking about here and how recruiting a sounding board helps you in your communication. So if you're trying to review an important email, for example. When I review important pieces of communication, I always read it out loud because reading it out loud, you're going to catch some of the nuances that you miss in how the message is perceived when it's just written down. If you have someone else come and help you with that email or to read it out loud, they're going to be able to perceive the information in a different way to you. Same thing with planning a company strategy meeting. If you're giving a presentation for 30, 60 minutes on company strategy, running it past another member of the executive team, having them be your sounding board is a great way of applying the old time and tested truth that two heads are often better than one. The truth is, in business and opera, success is rarely achieved alone. Fleming's story shows us that recruiting help and recruiting sounding boards specifically can unlock your potential as a leader. As astutely, we believe sounding boards can help you identify the subtlety in your story. Remember, that's the key word or phrase that makes your target audience feel understood. Why is that? Well, think about what we've just learned with the STS. When you hear yourself speaking and listening to your own thoughts, your STS turns off. You're unable to perceive that same level of depth. And that's why the sounding board is so helpful. They can find those nuances that you are just unable to physically find in yourself.
So how can you find your subtlety with a sounding board? Well, subtleties are found at the intersection of three things. The first is your unique greatness. This is a big concept for us at Astutely. We believe that every single client we work with and every single listener to this show has something they are uniquely qualified to do, something that they are uniquely great at doing. And for more on this, you can listen to episode two of this season, where we talked about lessons from ancient Greece and what we can learn from Greece on embracing your uniqueness. So that's the first thing. You've got to be clear on what you are uniquely great at doing. The second is what you care about. Why do you get up in the morning? The reason why employees pick your company over another company in a world that is abundant with choice for talent is because of your mission. It's because of your purpose, the thing that's bigger than yourself. And ultimately, if you're the founder or the CEO, odds are that your mission on a personal level, is going to be tied to the company mission in some form as well. And the third piece of this is where empathetic communication comes in, because we're not just focusing on what we care about, but focusing on what our audience cares about as well. So what do your customers value? What do your employees value? What do they care about when they work at your organization? The subtlety is going to be found at the intersection of those three things. So if you imagine a Venn diagram of your unique greatness, what you care about and what your audience cares about overlapping, right in the middle is the subtlety. Now, what you want to do is pair up with a sounding board and have them listen to the language that you use when you answer the following five questions. And these questions are tied to those three ideas that we've just talked about, your unique greatness, what you care about, and what your audience cares about as well. So first of all, where do you add the most value to your target audience, whether that's customers or employees? Where do you really shine as a leader? Second, What are the one to three biggest problems your target audience faces? This is going to get to the heart of what they care about and the things that are stopping them from stepping in to that future that they're trying to build. Third, let's dig a layer deeper on this. What's the language that your target audience uses to describe their pain points? So have a look at your user interviews with customers or your quarterly reviews with employees, your monthly town halls. What are they saying? What's the language they're using to describe what's holding them back? Fourth, what does the definition of success look like for you and for your business. This is going to get to the heart of what you care about and also what you are uniquely great at doing. And then fifth, coming back to that unique greatness, what sets you apart as a leader? Why would someone choose to work with you over anybody else out there in the world? So as you answer these questions and you're sharing them with your sounding board, the key thing is to listen to the words and phrases that your sounding board writes down and pays attention to. What resonates with them? What captures their imagination? When you review your answers together with the sounding board, you're looking to understand the details. It's the details that matter here. And ultimately, that's going to help you uncover the subtlety in your story. And that's the first all-important step in empathetic communication. We'll be exploring the sounding board more on this season of Subject Matter. And if you'd like to learn more about why sounding boards matter for leaders, you can listen to episode 15 from this season, How Sounding Boards Power Effective Teams. 
By using a sounding board, you as a business leader are creating a feedback loop that's going to help you uncover the subtlety in your story. And this in turn is going to unlock empathetic communication, which is where you connect to the heads and hearts of your audience and driving action for your business. You may not be an opera singer, but I'm sure your profession certainly revolves around how your business performs. And that's why partnering up with sounding boards, we believe it astutely, is going to allow you to unlock your next level of potential as a leader. Hey, it's Ben here. Just before you head off, one quick thing. We love connecting with our listeners. And if you've learned something today, we'd love to hear what you took away by writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. Five-star ratings make a big difference in helping Subject Matters message grow. And we're curious to know what you took away from today's episode, as that will help us create even more useful content for you in the future. So thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time for another episode of Subject Matter. 